Heavenly King, Consoler, Spirit of Truth, you who are everywhere present and fill all things, treasury of all that is good, master of life, come, dwell within us, cleanse us from all stain, and save our souls, O good one. Mary, cause of our joy, pray for us. Well, we're going to continue now to meditate on the Passion of the Lord under the direction of John's Gospel. We've gone to the point where, finally, our text says, you see, um, what shall I do with your king? Crucify him. Shall I crucify your king? We have that crucial answer. We have no king but Caesar. These are the people, you see, who wanted that. That is the, um, that's verse 15 of chapter 19. And then, uh, the first part, uh, then, uh, he handed them over to them to be crucified. That was the last line we did. Now, the second part of verse 16 is what we have. So then they took Jesus. Usually there were four men assigned to a crucifixion. Because you had to watch, you had to keep the guy in line, even though he'd been beaten. I mean, he's going to die, a very painful death. And so, four of the guys go. It's not a good, easy job. That's why they're uh, uh, allowed to keep the clothes of the prisoner. A little extra bonus for a dirty job. Uh, so, uh, it says, you see, and John is very firm here. See? And carrying the cross for himself. He doesn't deny maybe that Simon the Serene helped them out later. But he took this himself. Huh? Because he wanted to do that. As much as it's, it's, it's pain, he wanted to do it. Huh? Now the fathers of the church have interesting lines on that remark. He bore on his shoulders the symbols of victory. And that comes an allusion to a text in Isaiah 9 that the government is upon his shoulder. Remember that line? He says, he bore on his shoulder the symbol of victory. The symbol of victory is the cross. What a strange symbol of victory. What a reversal of everything that we think is right. Huh? Money, power, popularity, all that. And Jesus preaches the great reversal. Blessed are the poor. Blessed are those who make peace. Those, that's the great reversal. My soul magnifies the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in God my Savior because he has looked on the lowest state of his handmaid. From henceforth, this little handmaid will be called blessed for all generations. Because you see, the one who is mighty has done the great. And then she goes through you know, he puts down the mighty and raises up. He frees the hungry and, and the rich go away empty. The great reversal. We just got to be smart enough to catch on. Otherwise, we start chasing money and popularity and pleasure and power and we're missing it. So, all of that is in that remark and I have some others here. He carried the cross himself. And this is um, uh, St. Thomas Aquinas. Christ carries his cross like a king, his scepter, as a sign of that glory 
which is his universal dominion over all things. See how these saints in the mystic see what's going on? And then he quotes Psalm 95 from the Vulgate, the Lord will reign from the wood. The, 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 the text in the Latin text, the Vulgate, goes, Reniavit aligno. He'll roam, no, I'm sorry, Reniavit. He will reign or has reigned. And somebody put in a little, Reniavit aligno, Deus. He reigns from the wood. And it just kept, it's in all the Latin Psalters as a kind of a little Christian gloss, you see. So Aquinas quotes him. And the government is upon his shoulders. That's already patristic tradition. We just saw it in, in Chrysostom. He carries the cross like a victor, the trophy of his victory. And now we have another text from Colossians. Despoiling the principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, leading them away in triumph by the cross. See how these mystics, of course, it's suffering. But it's the glory of the love by which he suffered and redeemed the whole human race. That's what's so awesome and makes him the victor beyond any other victor. Aquinas again. Again, he carries the cross like a teacher a candlestick, which is to be, in which is to be put the light of his teaching, because the word of the cross for believers is the power of God. The preaching of the cross, the reality of the cross, the logos, tu stavru, is the dinimai, is the power of God. The word is the power. You see? No one, and then another one, no one who lights a lamp, hides it away, or places it under a bushel basket, but on a lampstand, so that those who enter might see the light. And the lampstand is the cross. Now, they don't deny the pain, the humiliation, the loneliness of Jesus and the participation in that of Mary, but they're saying, open your eyes and see the wisdom of God. This incredible act of love that can reach to the depths of human degradation and forgive. See that. If you get that, you will never despair. No matter what you do, you will never despair because your God has gone deeper. And that's so important, you see. And that's why the fathers of the of the church do that. But there are other ones too. For instance, uh, already commenting on the Abraham. This is Genesis Rabbah, which is a Jewish commentary now. But already they saw something. And Abraham took the wood of the Holocaust and laid it on the shoulders of his son Isaac. And the com commentary, like one who carries his cross on his shoulder. That's the Jewish ones. Isaac is already a symbol of Jesus for them. No, symbol of this mystery of suffering somehow. Though Isaac, Abraham didn't have to kill Isaac. Father did kill his son or had his son killed. And now, Origen, who's always great at this, the carrying of the wood for the Holocaust by Isaac is an image of Christ who carried the cross himself. You see how important it is for them that he did it himself. Not saying it may be Simon the other tradition and the synoptics, but he picked that thing up and it was probably just the cross beam because normally the upright beam is waiting there for people at the place of execution. That's why this hill, this mound was called Golgotha, place of the skull. 
Not only because it might have looked like a skull, but because that's where people were killed. And they were killed right there by the city gate so that everybody else could see it and be frightened to death. Don't you cross Rome. That's why runaway slaves and uh, insurrectionists were all crucified. You cross Rome, that's what happens to you. So they engineered this so it would look like a cross. Jesus was crossing Rome. Pilate gave in to them, knowing darn well that's not true. But too weak to do anything about it. And so, we've only done that first line, but it's such an important line, you see. So they took Jesus and carrying the cross himself. The next line says, he went out to uh, the place of the skull, which is called in Hebrew Golgotha, which means round and running and rolling and that sort of thing, where they crucified him. Now, I think I've gone over this before, but it's like saying, and then they electrocuted him. It evokes this horrid death. The man being electrocuted is boiling in his own blood. Um, and so, when they, and there they crucified him. We say it, you know, it's two millennia since, well, once in a while they still crucify people. I mean, they crucify Christians sometimes. But we don't, this was so common. Outside of every city gate, you could see these people hanging. And so they all knew. But if you want the shock value, it's like, and so they, 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 uh, killed him in the electric chair. They electrocuted him. Uh, the shame, the, who gets electrocuted? You know, murderers, you know, people, you know, and the Son of God. And so, uh, and there they crucified him. That's all. Three words. Opu, Afton, Estarosi. And there they crucified him. And with him, two others, one here, one there, and Jesus in the middle. Then, only, uh, it was common for the uh, charge against the man as he was being led through the streets, usually naked, to have a plaque around his neck, what's the charge against him? Insurrectionist, you know, whatever, on this plaque, so that the whole world could see what he's being led off to crucifixion for. So Pilate had written on that plaque, you see, um, Jesus, the Nazarene, the king of the Jews. Absolutely correct. And that, everybody could read that because it would be placed prominently somewhere. Our crosses usually have a place above the head. Not quite certain, not that we know everything about crucifixion, but we do have skeletons of people crucified and things like that. So we can put it together. Usually the cross was slipped into the a slot and a great big beam that was always there. And the cross beam, the man was nailed to that. Then he was lifted onto that. Then his feet were nailed. Uh, usually turning the feet sideways and going through the ankle bone. Uh, so it's firm. And then this poor man is going to be lifting himself up on his feet uh, because he's going to die of asphyxiation. You see, as, as his body sags, it cuts off the movement of the diaphragm, his lungs don't work, and he asphyxiates. 
So to avoid that, it's instinct. You raise yourself up, but you're raising yourself up on, on nailed feet. And so you give in again. So that's what he's saying. Uh, and this plaque, uh, many read, many of the Jews read, because it was near the place of the city where Jesus was crucified. Or the place where Jesus was crucified. So they said to Pilate, that is, the chief priests of the Jews, don't write the king of the Jews, but that he said, I am king of the Jews. They don't want that title, that ignominy, to be associated with king of the Jews. The only king they ever had. Even when they wanted a king, a human king, God said, I'm your king. But he said to Samuel, give in, let him have a king. And then he used that king. That's David. Uh, and so, uh, Pilate answered, what I wrote, I wrote. That's it. I'm not compromising anymore with you guys. I, I had this guy murdered, you know, to keep peace in the city because you threatened a riot. That's as far as I'm going. You're going to have to read that until he dies and he's taken down. Because, but the irony is, he is the king of the Jews. He's God. And God said, I am your king. You don't need it, you know. I'll give us a human king. All right, you can have one. And he will be the image of my son who will one day die as king of the Jews. And so, that's the... You see, what we have to ponder, go below the surface and see all that's happening and the power of this act of love in which he died. 